0: Joe.
1: <laughs> what is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today for another edition of Wrestle Talk, ladies and gentlemen? The Wrestle Talk Podcast. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Tonight, do we have a show for you. We've got two ladies. From Girl Fight Wrestling coming on to the show, we got Kayla Cassidy and we got Charlie Cool. They're going to be talking about their matches coming up uh, in Rest- Charleston, West Virginia uh, next month, very, very soon. I am so excited about that. And, of course, I am joined by the hostess with the mostess, the one and only Drake Lee. I mean, the maestro. What?
0: I'm heartbroken. I mean, first off, I'm just happy because, folks, I am hosting with the OG of the WTP. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? I don't think so. Not really. How you doing, Joe?
1: Good about yourself. How you doing? I'm
0: doing pretty good. And like you said, I am. Ex- I mean, we got some amazing guests tonight. We got Kayla Cassidy, yep. we got Charlie Cool. and, you know, you're not too far away from where that event's going to take place next month. I know you're getting excited for it.
1: Oh, yeah. I've already got my tickets. I've already got, you know, speaking of shooting shot freaking the Red Roof Inn, I booked my, 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 my motel at the Red Roof Inn. Everything was good to go. And then last week they called and they had to cancel my reservation because they said they were doing renovations so we had to find another hotel uh and now we're staying at the ramada inn which is like i don't know not too far away from where the venue is so we're pretty uh pretty e- excited i'm gonna be there hardcore house is gonna be there it's gonna be all kinds of fun you know afterwards we Gonna leave the arrives at the hotel so that we can go uh, to the after party, you know. You know. Oh, yeah. Kick it Herb Abrams style, right? That's right. (laughs) That's right. He's my idol. Oh. Could have fooled me on that one. (laughs) That man, man, you talk about a man that lived life to the fullest. That was Herb Abrams.
0: Absolutely. Now. I'm not going to say speaking of Herb Abrams, but this will kind of segue into what I want to kind of talk about in our high spots. So are you ready for some high spots? Let's do it. All righty. Oh, wait. I almost forgot. We got to do the anthem, Joe. I mean, everybody, please rise. Remove your caps as we salute the greatest country on the face of the earth, that's America, damn it! Damn it! Oh,
2: oh, yeah. oh say can you see
0: To my eye, every oh. single time. <laughs> it to my ears every single time because I'm still holding out hope that one day we will finish it. Just holding it's out. Gonna, it's never gonna yeah. happen.
1: It's never. Okay. Well, happen.
0: actually, before we do get to high spots, let's let's get these sponsors out here because they are so. Important to the success of the WrestleTalk podcast, just like all of you tuning in every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. So, as for our sponsors, we'd like to thank Everything Combat, Kincaid, the Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dreams Productions, and, of course, the FWWC. Now then... I believe it's time, my friend, that we delve into some high spots because this week in the world of wrestling has been crazy.
2: My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. WrestleSolve podcast. DJ Money. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome to Hot Spots. Welcome Pop News by Glenn Chop. It's our shop. Pump through the screen with a laptop. Not, not, for the not my fucking brother's. We put the flag down. We hit hard like chest shots. and bag runs. I'm smart, flashy like the bell. They plop out ass on. We up the seeds while they stay slow. Wrestle talk podcast. Now they know. We are about to start the show. Uh.
1: What a great intro. What you got? Absolutely.
0: Well, first, I do want to say, if you want to join this show, just drop a message on the StreamYard to John Haas, and we would love to have you on the show, because there is so much to talk about. We got amazing guests. This whole show is going to be so kick-ass. Like, oh my gosh. Now, I had mentioned before that when we were talking about Herb Abrams a little bit, Herb Abrams was on an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. So, I have to ask you, Joe. Did you watch the Brian Pillman episode, the first episode of Season 3 of Dark Side of the Ring?
1: Absolutely. Uh, My goodness. Brian Pillman. That man was an absolute genius. This man legit convinced Eric Bischoff to fire him so he could go to the WWF... And then come back to the WCW to make more money. I mean, he had it all planned out, and the uh, car accident is the one thing that started this spiral of uh, Brian Pillman. And I didn't know that he had three kids with three different wives. I didn't <laughs> I did know that know either. That. I didn't no, know I, that. That was a big yeah. shock. He he was was. definitely a ladies' man. He was definitely a ladies' man.
0: Oh, he got the flowing hair and everything, man. He used to play football. So, I mean,
1: what do you expect?
0: But, no, I think – and this is the thing. Like, you know, with Brian Pillman, he had a very acrobatic, high-flying style early in his career, especially when he was teaming up with Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. But, like you said, that car accident in 96 really just – And we're not going to spoil so much of the documentary because, you know, we highly recommend it. It's a two-parter. A lot of people from WWF or WWE and WCW and, of course, the goat Jim Cornette. Um, And, you know, you could tell it took a toll on him physically, obviously, as well as mentally. And it just led to a lot of it led to a downward spiral. And it's unfortunate because he had such a great future ahead of him, but mm-hmm. he actually, to me, in my opinion, is one of those early catalysts for the Attitude Era. You know, yeah. for the whole Pillman's Got a Gun segments. You know, with Stone Cold, and just his nature of going crazy on the shoots, doing promos and such. I mean, it's kind of an underrated, overlooked scope of the Attitude Era. Most people say it started, you know, in 97 after he had already passed. But honestly, for me, I think it was in 1996 around time he started to really gain that traction and Stone Cold really, you know, started to Mm -hmm. rise to the top. So I think 96 to me was when things really started to heat up for the WWF. And Brian Pillman to me was a big part of that.
1: He was. He definitely was. Uh, a lot of people were impacted by his uh, wrestling style and uh, you know his his character. The thing about Brian Pillman is you didn't know if what was going on was real or if it was you know part of the the angle. You you never knew yes. what was was going to happen, and you know so many people when he had passed, thought that, you know, this was just another, you know, stunt pulled by Brian Pillman, and, you know, when it wasn't, that's when it kind of hit him, and, uh, you know, it, it was just, wow, I I didn't realize that there, there was so much into it, and so I watched The, the Dark Side of the Ring, and I was just like, Wow. (laughs) He knew that in order to get to where he wanted to be in pro wrestling, he had to change his character 100%, and that's what he did?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said at the beginning of all this, uh, how he kind of pushed those limits, you know, he convinced Bischoff to fire him. Go WBF, come back, all while doing promos, vignettes in ECW not even wrestling mm-hmm. for them, but still doing those vignettes. And he became an enigma. You know, he really became, you know, to me he would have been perfect in the 60s because he, he had that kind of appearance and attitude of a counterculture figure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that's why I think he was a big part for that, uh, for the Attitude Era and just the whole thing of the Monday Night Wars. And this upcoming Thursday... The next episode of season three will be about a man who considers himself the king of the deathmatch, Nick Gage.
1: Fucking Nick Gage. Don't just say Nick Gage. Do not just I, I say, to Nick you to Gage. say it like that. If you're gonna say Nick Gage, you are going to say fucking Nick Gage. Okay. Nick Gage right. is
0: the man. Next
1: episode is about
0: the self-proclaimed king of the deathmatch, fucking Nick Gage. Gage.
1: There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there we exactly. go. And,
0: you know, I'm excited for that one, too, because I mean, come on. It's it's about death matches and blood and hardcore wrestling and things like that. And speaking of hardcore wrestling, mm-hmm. let's talk about last week's AEW Dynamite, which <laughs> featured the Blood and Guts match between, and I know you got some opinions about this one, between the Pinnacle and the one, the only, Inner Circle.
1: <laughs> you know, it seems that AEW has this issue with, they put on absolutely amazing matches. Their, their matches are absolutely amazing, and then you get the ending of the match. And the ending of the match is not so great. Like, for instance, the whole uh, Bald Rider match, okay? The match was absolutely amazing. The Splat and Bald match was amazing. The ending, not so much. <laughs> Last week, the Blood and Guts match was amazing. The ending was not so amazing. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want Chris Jericho to fall off of the... <laughs> steel cage onto concrete. Okay? Yes, you do. Don't, don't lie to yourself. And <laughs> yes, I realized that Matt Hardy hit his head on the uh, concrete. That's not why we were mad about Matt Hardy. You know, people trying to compare people being mad about this and people being mad about Chris Juerga. And I'm like, okay. Right. But the Matt Hardy, it wasn't planned. He had a concussion. He was knocked out. The match should have ended. This one, he got tossed off of the the cage and he falls onto an air mattress that had cardboard on it. Now, if they had just done the aerial shot of him falling and hitting and then ended it that way, it would have been fine. But instead, they decided to do a close-up of it. And you could see... The cardboard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They kind of messed... They kind of dropped the ball on that one. Exactly.
1: Now, nobody wanted Chris Jagger to fall 20, 30 feet on the concrete. He's not Mankind. That's something that Mankind would have done.
0: Yeah. Um, I... This is the thing. I enjoyed the match. And I think... If there's any wrestler that really shined the most out of it, I mean, it, it, it has to be Sammy Guevara. Because, first off, Chris Jericho could have gotten beaten senseless in this match for 25 minutes, and he'd still come out looking like a freaking beast. So, but Sammy Brilliant. Guevara is such an important part of this whole storyline. Remember, he was the one that was outed of the inner circle – because he felt there was a conspiracy going on. He's the one that revealed MJF was secretly trying to backstab Chris Jericho and the mm-hmm. inner circle. He's the central piece of all this. And he was the one that said, Look, I'll go in there to start it off. Bring whoever you got, bring whoever you want, and I'll take them on. You know, and. He he kicked ass in that match, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. you know, and I think it was good that the Pinnacle won for the sake of the storyline, for the sake of advancing this. I think it's great. MJF is just top notch at what he does. Everybody played their part so well, um, yeah. and like I said, and like you said, I should say the ending was a little uh, disappointing, but in the grand scheme of things, the match as a whole was the reason, and this is big, that AEW Dynamite was the number one show on all cable television last Wednesday. Yeah. Number one show. Now, let's really think about that. When's the last time, especially in recent memory, that a wrestling show has Mm -hmm. been number one? It's been a hot minute. It really has. And this isn't us trying to dog WWE. It's not trying to dog Impact or anything. It's just, I feel like, I mean, it is kind of a thing where before AEW came into the picture, we did not have that, or WWE did not have that competition. So they didn't really have to step up the game, raise that bar, if you will. So rating-wise, you know, it wasn't as successful. But now... You know, the ratings are really starting to get up there. Every night of the week, we have wrestling, which is so awesome. I'm enjoying it. And, yeah, so to be the number one show, and especially number one in the 18 to 49-year-old demographic, massive. So props to AEW for that. Yeah. And we're going to segue into that because we also have some big news that has just come out recently. AEW, and this is big considering the pandemic, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. AEW announced recently that they are returning to touring in July. Mm Yes. Now, they were supposed to come out here in in St. Louis at the Schaeffitz Arena back in, I believe it was April. So I think last month, Uh, or it might have been last April. Nevertheless, they were supposed to be out here. And it didn't happen. They, they're they going to reschedule that date. They're going to schedule all their touring dates. Um, and WWE is, you know, it doesn't seem like it's affecting their plans of what to do in the future. But I wanted to get your thoughts, Joe, on, you know, AEW getting back on the road. I know, you know, out in West Virginia, a lot of local uh, promotions are starting to get things yeah. rolling with wrestling shows. And out here, you know, WLW Dynamo Pro, which we'll be talking about, you know, in the future about their them returning to having shows. So I just want to get your thought on AEW returning to touring.
1: Um, I think it's it's really really good. Um, I'm really really happy for them, and I, I know that they were very really uh, successful with their uh, touring that they were doing with AEW Dynamite. Uh, I was fortunate enough to actually be at the first ever Dynamite, so it was, was actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, wrestling's making it, it's, it's come back, 100%. Uh, some wrestling companies, you know, still haven't came back, some have already been back for quite some time, uh, in my area, you've got most of the promotions are starting to come back, uh. I'm, man, I'm I'm going to be really, really, really busy this summer because I'm booking not one, not two, not three, but four promotions. (laughs) Yeah. Oh.
2: And
1: one one runs a promotion every two weeks. I've got a promotion this weekend that uh, they're making their return so, I've got a show on Friday and Saturday. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty busy guy, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's going to get really intense. And I know for me, you know, at, at uh, Interstate 70 Sports, you know, we want to cover a lot of the local promotions. And out here in St. Louis, let me tell you, holy shit, do we have a lot of them. And, it, I mean, we got Anarchy, which our first guest, uh, Kale Cassidy, knows pretty well. Um, cool. We have Dynamo Pro, you know, we have Glory mm-hmm. Pro, WLW. I mean, and hell, we got a league about extreme midget wrestling, for crying out loud. I got a whole bookmark about nothing but local promotions in the area. Um, and it just has a nice. list of all of them, like... That's what I love. There's literally a website just dedicated to telling you all these local events. It was just depressing that for the longest time, you didn't see any because of everything going on. Yeah. Um, But before we have Kayla on, I have one quick question for you, Bill. It's just one quick question. What the hell has happened to Jeff Hardy? Like, seriously. He's a jobber now. He lost to Jinder Mahal. Not just on Raw, on main events.
1: I mean, he's uh,
0: it,
1: it's not a jobber. They're exactly. trying to, they're trying to rebuild Jinder Mahal. So stop tearing up your room. They're, they're trying to rebuild Jinder Mahal, and the way that they're doing it is by having him face you know, likes of Jeff Jeff Hardy. What makes, makes it look better? Him beating Jeff Hardy or him beating a guy, Joe Schmo, that we've never heard of? What makes it look better? You could say either one. Uh, yes, beating Jeff Hardy, fine,
0: especially on Raw. Why is Jeff Hardy wrestling on main event? Save those guys like Joe Schmo, you know, the guys from catering, you know, save them for main event. Then right. have Jinder Mahal go on Raw and face Jeff Hardy.
1: But if like, Jinder Mahal faced Joe Smo on main, on main event, nobody would care that he won. But yet he faced really Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy won. He faced Jeff Hardy. And what are you doing? You're talking about Jinder Mahal. Because why? He beat Jeff Hardy. So therefore, they did okay. their job.
0: Okay.
1: I'll,
0: you know. I respect your opinion. I just, uh. It's weird to me to see, especially considering it wasn't too long ago. Jeff Hardy was in the title picture on SmackDown, and then Mm -hmm. now he's on this. So maybe it's just how fast this decline as far as appearances go, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. That being said, I think it is time for our first guest to be on. What do you say?
1: Absolutely. You want to do the honors or you want me to do the honors?
0: I would love to do the honors. Oh right. okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, she has made her professional wrestling debut nearly two years ago. She has competed for many promotions throughout the US, including Zero One USA, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, the IWA Mid South, and most notably here, Girl Fight Wrestling, which we're going to be talking about plenty tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Kayla Cassidy.
3: How's it hey. going, Kayla? Good. Can you see me and
1: hear me? We can see you. We can hear see you. you. How you doing? We can hear you loud and clear. What is it? We say we can hear you loud and what? clear.
3: Okay, good. (laughs) I'm using my laptop for once. I usually use, like, if I do, like, podcasts and stuff, I'm always, like, using my phone. Mm -hmm. But I got a new laptop not too long ago, so this is my first time actually using it for it. Nice. Nice.
0: Perfect time to use it. You know, we're honored. I'll tell
1: you that much. (laughs) Exactly. So, I guess I'll go ahead and uh, start it off. How did you get involved in professional wrestling? So, I grew up watching it since, like, the age. Well,
3: since the age of, like, five-ish. But it's kind of funny because, like, when I was really young like that, my parents wouldn't let me stay up late to watch, like, raw and stuff. But when I was, like, I was, like, 13, 14. And so I started watching it with my dad and brother. And then that's when I kind of fell in love with it and decided that that's what I want to do when I grow up. So I was, nice. like, really, like, drawn to, like, Jeff Hardy and Shawn Michaels and RVD and mm-hmm. my stereo.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I, pretty much everybody has that, that same answer that, that, that they all just grew up watching, uh, watching wrestling. And, uh, you actually got into professional wrestling and you became a wrestler. And as I was looking through your, your matches, there was one person that I've seen that you faced multiple times. And that is a lady by the name of Thunder Kitty.
3: Yeah. We've <laughs> wrestled multiple times. We, uh, it was mostly at IWA, and then we wrestled at, I think it's called BMFX, I think. It was last summer when I wrestled her on that one, but, yeah, I love wrestling her. She's so fun, and she's so helpful, too. She's so helpful, and she's always willing to, like, if we're on the same show together and we're not actually working each other, she's always willing to, like, watch my matches and give me feedback,
1: so. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, um, I'm gonna go ahead uh, Jamie I know that you have a bunch of questions so why don't you come on in here with uh, whatever questions that you have
0: okay awesome so Kayla I have to say first for the audience listening yeah talk about this event you know Girl fight wrestling Saturday June 12th at Campbell's Creek at skateland I mean how's it feel being um I believe, are you involved in this event? We're going to be tuning into it. Um, me?
1: Yes.
0: how you heard about it?
1: My,
3: my volume kind of like, my volume was messing up for a second. Um, yeah, okay. I'll be on the, uh, so far that I know of, I'll be on the event. Um, for awesome. the, yeah, for the past three months, I've been out with a shoulder injury that I received during a match. So I've been like undergoing like physical therapy and stuff like that. So that would be, that's going to be my first match back. So.
0: Well, I I mean, I tell you, it's a hell of a event to be a part of to return from an injury. I mean, we've been talking about it for the past few weeks on this show because it is a three day event in general. And, you know, Nightmare Jones over there we've been talking and you know him and Hoss are going out there and mm-hmm. it's gonna be a big time crowd and you know like we said on High Spots wrestling is finally getting back into the groove of having events again and so I guess I have what I have to ask is how does it feel for you like you know with the pandemic that's been going on how'd you keep yourself busy with events probably not going on as much as they usually would Um, so, like,
3: I know the, like, kind of, well, last year, too, like, I was, like, an essential worker. So, like, when I wasn't, like, I wasn't wrestling. So, like, therefore, like, I was kind of, like, doing, like, more hours at work and keeping myself occupied with that. And then I ended up uh, actually moving up here to Louisville. And so, like, also there for a while, I was working two jobs. So, like, just kind of, like, it was rough and it sucked. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but like not being able to wrestle. but I don't know. I mean like the, everything is slowly like going back to normal. So, and everything is like starting to open back up and stuff. And so that's, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And thank you. You know, you said you're an essential worker and you know, I, my mother, we work at a nursing home out here in the same there. So definitely thank you, you know, your part yeah. during these tough times. It's you know, mentally and physically it takes its toll. You know, it's been a yeah. hell of a past year so. Um, yeah, it was definitely mentally tough. Yeah. Um so next thing I wanted to ask you, actually, you know, it kind of goes back into wrestling. Tell us about who you worked with when you were training to be a wrestler, Larry D, from um, who is now currently on Impact Wrestling. Tell us about him. So, um,
3: yeah, I started out wrestling or training with Larry D. Um, I was there for a little over a year training with him and stuff like that and like getting in the car with him, traveling with him and his wife and some of the other students, like different states and stuff. Even when like even before kind of like I had my first match I was jumping in the car and stuff and going with him. And so like I learned a lot from him. But um I don't really see him that much anymore because I ended up relocating to Louisville. So and it's like almost almost a two level, about a two hour drive from where he's at right now, but but, yeah, I learned a lot from Larry D, but I have nothing but good things to say about him.
0: That's awesome. Um, I do have one more question before I pass it back to, to my buddy Joe, because I know he is an eager beaver wanting to ask. Um, what? All right, so you've wrestled, like I said when I introduced you, there's a lot of promotions that you have wrestled for over the past couple of years. You know, 01USA, um, mm-hmm. Paradigm Pro, IWA Mid South, girl fight wrestling. And I ask this a lot to a lot of guests, but it's it's a question that I that they all love and I never really get tired of asking, honestly. Is there any promotion that you wrestle for that really stands out for you? Um in any way? Um that I wrestle
3: for currently
0: or just Just in general in your career, just, like any of them. Um,
3: I wrestled I wrestled for yep. Shimmer last okay. October at the Collective and so that was a huge opportunity for me so I would have to probably say Shimmer and I'm awesome. to, yeah I'm hoping when they like open back up and start running again I'm hoping that I can continue to work for them as well
0: oh absolutely well it's been great talking to you so far uh, <laughs> but I'm going to pass it back to my buddy Joe because I know he is. He's so hyped on what's coming up next month that he's got more to ask. So Joe, back to you, buddy. I
1: do. I I do. Um. So, you wrestled for IWA Mid South, and you were part of the uh, the Bad Girls Club. Can you tell us what exactly was the Bad Girls Club? Um.
3: I don't. It was just like a little. Tag thing that I had going on for a little bit. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of like a little temporary thing, <laughs> I guess you could say. So okay. I'm not really much of a tag wrestler. I'm more of a singles competitor. I kind of. Okay. I'm just more comfortable being a singles competitor.
1: <laughs> okay, absolutely. You know this uh, this this event coming up in uh, uh, Charleston. It, it, it's a really, really big event. Uh, what can the fans expect from Kayla Cassidy at Girl Fight? Um Are we allowed to cuss on here? Yeah, you can cuss. Oh, yeah. We cussed from the beginning.
3: So, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. <laughs> I try not to cuss too much on podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can expect. So I have, like, the thing. So you can expect some, like, bad bitch shit. Am I allowed to nice. say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. kind of like, that I have going on. But yeah, I'm trying to, I guess, get that over.
1: Nice. Nice. There you go. I am so excited about this the, this event. And, you know, what's it like working with with somebody like Madman Pondo? Because I know that he's like the big guy in Fight. So, what's it like working with Madman Pondo?
3: I like Pondo. I like Pondo a lot. He's such a good guy. And He gives me opportunities, so I couldn't ask for more. And you know, it's important to like try to get your reps in. So, whenever like he's always like, he, he likes to give me matches and stuff. So, and I'm, even though I've only wrestled for him at like one, yeah, I think it was just like one that I wrestled for, but like I'm going to continue working for him. I like, I like Pondo good,
1: good, absolutely. and he has a good,
3: he brings in really good
1: girls too. So, mm-hmm. like, uh. Billy Starks, who you've wrestled multiple times. Oh, yeah, I love Billy. <laughs> she helps me out so much. Uh, Billy and uh, Alice Crawley, she's, she's another one. So, yeah. It's absolutely. So, um, you've been watching wrestling for, for quite some time. How do you feel that women's wrestling has changed throughout the years when you started watching it to what it is now?
3: So, like, when I first, like, I was, like, yeah, I was, like, 13, 14 when they mm-hmm. were considered, like, the divas. And um they didn't really, like, you know, get a lot of, like, TV time or ring time. They would only, like, go, like, maybe, like, five minutes, something like that. And now it's just, like, especially with, like, the four horsewomen, I do believe that they, like, yeah. changed it a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So... It's just like they really elevated you know women dressing, and I think that people are taking it more serious because I you know like I mean like the girls can go just as good as the guys can go
1: absolutely uh women's wrestling has definitely changed throughout the the uh, the years uh absolutely I have one more question and I'm gonna throw it back to to jeremy because I know he has his a bunch of uh Oh, question. So you've actually won the vacant women's championship for OVW TV. What was it like winning that championship? Um, it was, it was fun. I mean,
3: like I only worked there twice, but like I ended up receiving a pretty, pretty bad concussion during like my second match there. Mm. So yeah, I had to get that like taken off of me. So like I was out for about a month with the concussion
1: so, yeah, they took the, you know, they kind of took the title off of me. But, like, it's fine. I'm sorry to hear that. All right, Joe, Jeremy, the, the floor is yours, sir. All right. So I had mentioned
0: when Joe and I were doing the High Spots about a lot of the local promotions out here in the St. Louis area. And I had mentioned one that you seem to be familiar with is St. Louis Anarchy. Tell us about your familiarity with St. Louis Anarchy. See, I love the big smile you already got. I mean that's all the <laughs> <time> right there.
3: <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually making my St. Louis Anarchy debut July 9th.
0: There we go.
3: Yeah. So like, so like um you guys live in St. Louis?
0: Uh, I live in the St. Louis area. Yes, Joe lives, you okay, know, well, and out of nowhere in West Virginia.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Like, well, I mean, I know, like, I think St. Louis, St. Louis Anarchy is like kind of like on like the. It's close, It's kind of like I think it's in Illinois somewhere, but like it's yeah, it's around right the outside. riverfront. The area. Yeah, it's right outside. Um, yeah, I make my debut there on July 9th. and um, I remember I was I used to go there with my trainer Larry. Because you used to work for them, and like, uh, and I knew that like ever since I started two years ago, St. Louis, Tennessee has been on my list of places to wrestle. So I finally got the opportunity, and I'm really excited.
0: Awesomeness! Because St. Louis is like that big wrestling hub; it has been for decades on end. I mean, like I mentioned, we have so many promotions out here. Hell, it's hard to count, you know. Um yeah. So. I have to ask, what was the first? If you, how do I word this? All right, first wrestling show that you recall attending growing up.
3: Um, I went to. It was WWE. I think it was Raw or SmackDown. It was a house mm-hmm. show, so it wasn't like on TV or anything. Oh, they yeah. came to Revere and Lexington, and so like my parents would always take me and my sister and my brother. So that was always fun. And I used to go like every time that they came to Lexington, my parents would try to like give us money to go to that just because it was so fun. Um, I think I've only been to one Monday night raw on like televised Monday night raw. And that was, that was an experience that was fun.
0: Yeah. I've only been to one as well. And I guess, unfortunately for me, It was the episode where Lana and Bobby Lashley started started, uh, that feud with Rusev. yeah,
3: like the little
0: storyline. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, of all the Raws I had to go to, (laughs) this was the one I ended up going to. Um, But, you know, like you said, it is quite experiencing. I've been to an NXT out when it was at the Family Arena in St. Charles, Missouri, which is closer Mm -hmm. to where I live. And, you know, honestly, those non-televised events, you know, I've been to a couple pay-per-views too. But, I don't know, there's something more of a wholesome feeling going to those, just those local house shows or, you know, a smaller promotion. You just get that, a different feeling, you know, and- Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a funny story. So wow. like, so oh I was boy. like, <laughs> so like I mentioned that Shawn Michaels was somebody that I I loved watching growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I went to this house, I went to this house show, and like we were we were pretty far up there in the bleachers. Like my my parents couldn't really afford ringside tickets, so they always got like the $20, 30 thirty dollar tickets.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so
3: like. In, like, this section, there wasn't a lot of people there. And so, it was during one of Shawn Michaels matches. He was making his entrance. And then, I swear, I swear he looked right at me. And I'm busted <laughs> in <into> the tears. <laughs> Sorry. <for that. laughs> oh, it
0: was so embarrassing. I mean what else could you do? I mean, it's Shawn Michaels for crying out loud. So I don't blame you on that one. Um, that That's a wrestler I would have loved to have seen wrestle in person. I was thankful that see one of my favorite wrestlers growing up was Mick Foley. Mm. And technically I did see him on the last night. He was an active wrestler, which was the Royal Rumble in 2012. And for him to be out there was just awe-inspiring for me. Um, And, you know, it's interesting. You know, you had mentioned about how your family taking you to wrestling events, you and your brother and whatnot. You know, and that's kind of what got me into it. Um, My grandpa, both of my grandpas, uh, tell me stories, except instead of them telling me about Shawn Michaels and Triple H and, you know, Hulk Hogan – they would tell me about Lufez and gorgeous george and classy Freddie blassie so just a tad bit uh further back but mm-hmm. if there was one wrestler that you wish you could have seen wrestle in in person at a show who do you, who do you think it would be
3: um it's a tough
0: one
3: I think Edge. I've never seen him wrestle. Not in person.
0: Not
3: live. I've never seen him wrestle live.
0: I don't think. I'm trying to think. If he wrested at Elimination Chamber 2010, that that's the only way I would. I don't remember if he did. But otherwise, I hadn't seen him wrestle either. For me, yeah, I've never without him. Seen- I would have loved to have seen Ric Flair wrestle. That would have been mine.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Ric Flair.
0: <laughs> my one quick story, my mom actually saw him on a plane back in nineteen I guess seventy five or something. And he was on the plane heading to North Carolina and he was wearing his, you know, his robe and everything and the long blonde hair and whatnot. So like you said, you know, it's just an awe inspiring thing when you see the wrestlers that you watch on T V or you idolize growing up, you know, mm-hmm. that that feeling you get. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's funny. It's funny that
3: you say that because uh this was like years ago. My uncle was on a business trip and he sat like two rows like behind or beside Rick Flair. On his way to North Carolina for a business trip.
0: Wow. <laughs> there we go. That's the way to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Ah, that's awesome. Joe, do you have anything to add, my friend?
1: I do. Uh, I'm the only person that's actually seen Edge wrestle. I saw him wrestle with Matt Hardy at SummerSlam. <laughs> I wanna see him,
3: I've want to see. i never seen Matt uh, Hardy wrestle live either. I want to see him wrestle
0: live, I'm too. I'm going to see the shirt I have. I want to see if Edge wrestled that.
1: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> uh, so what have you been doing since the whole pandemic happened like are, are you still have you been training more or you've been you know just are you excited that wrestling is finally coming back that's the, the question
3: yeah i'm excited that wrestling is finally coming back after you know i'm probably going to start taking more like Bookings in June or July, I'm not going to like with my shoulder still like, you know. Like me just coming back from my shoulder injury, I'm probably not going to jump too far into it right now just to be on the safe side. I'm probably going to ease my way back into it for a few months and then. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I just want to be safe.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So. My next question is: Have you ever wrestled Mickey Knuckles, and would you wrestle Mickey Knuckles?
3: I wrestled Mickey Knuckles. Um, it was in a it was in a six woman tag match at Girl Fight. Okay. Yeah, but I've never wrestled her in a singles match, and I would love to.
1: Right. <laughs>
3: I she like her. I, I like Mickey.
1: She's cool. Yeah, she, she. is one of the the craziest women wrestlers ever. I, You have no idea how excited I am to go to this event to meet everybody, because I love, like, women's wrestling. Like, I used to uh, order the uh, uh, Shine pay-per-views, like, all of the time, because I love, like, Shine wrestling and women's wrestling. So to to be able to go to a women's wrestling, like, show where it's nothing but women wrestling, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, giddy. Yeah. I'm -hmm. so excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun. So what you find out, Jamie?
0: I can confirm through, through my sources, that being a shirt that's in my closet for 11 years, that Edge did not wrestle that night. Oh, Ray Mysterio did same. wrestle that night, or any Undertaker, but not, um, not Edge. And, you know, we talk about, like, legendary wrestlers we want to see. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting the late Harley Race twice. But uh, checking the comments from our amazing Wrestle Talk podcast audience, you know, Jason Lentini brings up the fact that at Wrestling at the Chase, uh, Harley Race was a frequent wrestler there. So, you know, that's just another one. Uh, meanwhile, Hardcore Hawks. Uh, Joe, apparently you're being a Mickey Knuckles remark right about now. In the eyes of our local audio engineer. I like Mickey Knuckles. What can
1: I say? <laughs> oh. So what else do you got, Jamie? You got anything else? You know, I'm just, I'm
0: just very glad that we have Kayla Cassidy on. I'm yes. also very thankful that you know she's recovered from her injury, and you know, like I said before, if there's ever an event you take a return it it's definitely uh girl fight you know on June 12th at yeah. Skateland in Campbell's Virginia that is probably one of the most hyped up you know independent wrestling events i have talked about and helped promote in a hot minute mm-hmm. and you know you talked with Michael Taney last week and a lot of the other wrestlers that are involved. And honestly, you know, they're all just the as you are. And Charlie Cruel will be decide for it. So, I do have, Kayla, one question for you.
2: Oh, one boy. final
0: question. It's kind of a, more of an offer. Would you like to join the one and only Nightmare Jones and I for a little shoot and shout. Shoot and shout? Yes. You know what that. Is? So the shoot and shout is quite simple. It's, you know, you, asked, you said to yourself that earlier that you didn't know if you could cuss on the show. Which, look, we're unfiltered and uncensored. Um, so the shoot and shout segment's quite simple. We get about a minute and we say whatever we want. We about whatever we want. You know, and because there's a lot of things in the world that piss us off and need to be said. So it's our chance, our therapy, our chance to let it loose. And it helps, you know. (laughs) If only we said it when Joe had (laughs) hair, he would have had that hair. (laughs) Um, My hair's already starting to turn gray. So, like,
1: starting now? Yeah, uh, I'll I'll go first and then... Yeah, I'll, I'll go first, and then my, the mice the will go, and then you can end this out. How's that sound? Okay. All right. So my shooting the shout is the fact that how are you going to get mad that you couldn't put 19 cents of gas in your car? i'm sorry that our gas pumps didn't allow you to get less than a dollar of gas in your car but for you to come in and start cussing people out because you couldn't put 19 cents in your gas in your car you need to reevaluate your life and think about things because it's only 19 cents that's my shooting shot it kind of sucked but (laughs) all right jeremy it's all yours Okay. This
0: this look, I look up in the nursing home. It has its good moments, it its bad moments. And with the pandemic, I understand it's hell for families to not see the residents that live there. But you gotta be patient with us. Like there is only so many workers. That are in this nursing home. There's, and this goes for any nursing home. Not of the one anyone works at anywhere. There's only so many workers. So many visits. And so many times. Patients. We are working on it. This pandemic is not something that should be taken lightly. It's not something that just ends. It is a process. I'm thankful that the families are finally able to start coming in and seeing their loved ones. But don't be yelling at us just because you're not able to see them just yet. Make Get vaccinated, wear a mask, take the proper precautions and measures. Things will start to get better. I cannot. Oh, my gosh. I cannot enforce that enough. Please, for the sake of you, your loved ones, and people around you, that you don't even know. Like, it just drives me off the deep end. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Maestro's
1: shooting shout. All right, Kayla, it's all yours.
3: Man, I suck at this. Luckily I've had a good day today.
1: <laughs>
3: so <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have much to complain about today, except for work. We're kind of fucking sucks. My my feet hurt. I asked my roommate, I oh, yeah. asked my roommate, Ben Sharon, shout out to Ben Sharon. I asked him to massage my feet and he said no. And uh-huh. I was like, why? And he was like, I only massage people's feet that I care about. And I'm like, you know what? Kiss my ass. Like he's the worst roommate ever, <laughs> but don't <laughs> tell <want> him that. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. That's the
1: best dude shout ever. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. He's a good roommate. Wow. <laughs> that, that, yeah.
1: That was awesome. That is fantastic. all right. Well, oh it has God. definitely been, uh, been a been a, a pleasure, Kayla. Uh, the there are a couple of things that we need you to do. We we would Absolutely. love for you to uh, uh, to agree to come back on the podcast at some time because we would love to be able to talk to you a little bit more. And uh, the second thing is to promote whatever shows that you're going to be on and uh, how people can get in touch with you.
3: Yeah, of course. And um, July 9th, since you guys are kind of, well, you're in the St. Louis area, you should definitely come out and
1: watch Anarchy.
0: There you go. Hell yeah,
1: we're
0: going to watch
1: Anarchy. Let's go! He's going to watch Anarchy, and I'm going to be at uh, a girl fight in Charleston, West, Virginia, which is not too far from Kentucky, so... It's not that, that far, so absolutely, it's been a, a, a pleasure, and uh, yeah. is there anything else that, that you wanted to to say before we let uh, Kayla go, Jeremy?
0: I, like I said, I, it's been a great pleasure having you on, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join here on the Rest Talk Podcast, look forward to having you on again, and most importantly, kick ass when you get back to the ring.
3: Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. See you yeah. welcome. Have a nice night, on Cassidy. Russell Talk Podcast.
1: Absolutely, what a great Oof. interview! Lots of fun, lots and lots and lots of fun. And we're not even done yet. We still, we still got got Charlie Cool, and you know that that kind of scares me because you know with somebody with Charlie Cool, you don't know what you're going to expect. You know. And I'm, I no, no, I'm sure not at all. Cast, I didn't get to interview her, so this is my first interview with Charlie Cool. So I'm pretty excited about it. And one we well, other no, interesting th- thing, what's that?
0: <laughs> I was my first time interviewing her, too. But I see it in your eyes, Joe. You are way, way more hyped. Yes. Which is saying something, because I'm super do, hyped, but... Do you know
1: why I'm oh, so excited? off the freaking booth. Do, do you know why I'm so excited? Do you know who she's wrestling at Girl Fight? I have a guess.
0: Oh, I know exactly who she's wrestling at Girl Fight. He exactly.
2: The one, the only,
1: Mickey Knuckles. Exactly! Really? And we all know that I'm a huge Mickey Knuckles fan, so... Absolutely. First, I've heard so of it, apparently. So
0: <laughs> and, you know, this is what I liked about uh, the Kayla Cassidy interview. And it's something that to realized. Not only do you see her out in West Virginia, I'm going to be able to uh, see her out in St. Louis with Anarchy. So it evens out. It really does.
1: Yeah, but I can see and, voice, so, huh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know what? <laughs> no one asked you who saw her first, Joe. Gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just, you know, I'm just looking at, at you, know, waiting for that Undertaker thing to fall down again like last time.
1: <laughs> no, not this time. It's been, uh, it's, it's been, uh uh, Thumbtacked tacked up there. It's not falling down this time. I could pull it, and it's not coming down. Now, I wouldn't want to hang on it because it'll come down. But, yeah, we're not going to do that. So you're going to get to see The Undertaker staring at you the entire show. Let me tell you. Oh, that's fair.
0: I don't know. I mean, the headphones that you got are kind of blocking it, so that's fine by me. You know, it's better than what I got because with the maestro moving, all the stuff I usually have in the backdrop, all my wrestling games and posters and stuff, they're at the new place, ready for when I get there. And let me tell you, when I start doing these shows over there, it's going to look beautiful. I'm excited.
1: Absolutely. So, the one thing I wanted to, to talk about, about before we get into the uh, break is, I don't know if if you like... Uh, playing baseball games. Well, I started playing MLB, the the show 21, right? And I started doing the road to the show. And I have to tell you, I hate pitching. I absolutely hate pitching. And in the road to the show, you're not forced to be a pitcher, but it's like so much different from last year's road to the show. Last year's road to the show, you, you got to choose... Where you you wanted you know you you got to play in the uh, two uh, uh, like like draft games and this time it's just all right here you go you're on a team.
0: <laughs> you know if there's one thing I will say about the road to the shows in general, I've been on some shitty teams. I'm right. telling you, <laughs> I, I mean. Between the Marlins, the Reds, the White Sox, uh, before they got good. I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, man, I'm out here in St. Louis. Put me on my Cardinals. Like, come on. Get me on the birds on the bat and let me help it. Then again, you know, they're 9-2 and in their last 11 games, so it's not like I need to help them. But I digress. And here's one, one more for you, Joe. Right, before we go to break it, it's about it's about baseball games. All right, what is your favorite non MLB The Show baseball game?
1: Non MLB The Show baseball game. Um, See if we got the same one, I'll tell you mine after. You might think that that I'm kind of uh, silly for this, but. My favorite baseball game that wasn't MLB, the the show that is not like old, old, old school, is uh, the Mario baseball game that came out for the week. Okay. Nope.
0: I definitely did not see... No pun intended. That's a curveball. I did not see that one coming. Um... But that that is an entertaining game, to say the least. I'll tell you mine flat out. Grew up playing it. MVP Baseball 2004 for the Nintendo GameCube. I mean, you can play it on any console, but for me it was on the GameCube. MVP Baseball 2005 was great too, but 2004 is what I grew up with, and I had so much fun with it. So with that, now that we know what our favorite non-MLB The Show baseball games are, we're going to take a quick commercial break, folks, because we have an interview coming up later with the one, the only Charlie Cruel. Stay tuned, folks. The Wrestle Talk Podcast will be right back.
2: Return
1: to the D was Should've been done ten
2: years ago. You can't fuck with me. I'm stepping out the shadows. so i overloaded. I'm ready to explode. I've lost all self-control. I'm sending these skills like I land on one slice,
1: and I watch it
2: and roll. It's a lyrical comedy when I unload on my mic. I'm ending everything I see. It's destruction on sight. What's it sound like? You're trapped with no nobody. That's a damn beat. Me on the other hand, I'm shattered. Down the doors, the mouse and enemies Within the opportunities, This survival I ain't going nowhere, I got a meal anymore Calculating rules, and never stay When a monster, off harder kitchen, father, We'll rotate straight through the charts and of of the motherfuckers that can't see. That so we the best in seas, compete mind, just letting <laughs> loose. I am spraying with no give a fuck. it's back and your wig I'm gonna stop and spit all on it. Got my own rules, got my own code. Come and try me, bitch. Get with it again. Get with it. I ain't playing around. I'm the type to leave All my competition Very six feet underground. Surface breed from the depths of hell. I hear a man with bad. I'll sit, fuck my life, drop the beat, and i made make the world suffer defeat. Ain't no one you dos
0: And gentlemen, to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am the Maestro, and I have, of course, alongside me the OG of the WTP Nightmare Jones. So I gotta show you something, Joe. It's at my work, it is uh, Nurses Appreciation Week and you know workers' appreciation week in general. Mm-hmm. I want to show you something. I have not had one of these in a long time.
1: Ring pops. I see those every day at work. Every I day. Have, I have not had one of these bad boys
0: in a long time. It just cracked me up seeing those. Like they brought back elementary school memories. So before we bring uh, Charlie on, I we have to give a special shout out to all the sponsors who help make the Wrestle Talk podcast better every single week and put us on an amazing platform such as StreamYard because, I mean, I'm just going to say it, it is so much more badass with with this type of format than just me having to hold on to my phone. I'm just going to say it right now. This is awesome. With that said, our sponsors, of course, are Everything Combat, Kincaid, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, and, of course, the FWWC, the one and only. And while we wait for confirmation that our next guest is on waiting for us, I have to ask, did you get the three-day package You know, for all three events, or are you just attending oh, yeah. one?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to all three, baby. I'm going to all there three. I'm go. going to the to the Zero-G tournament so I can chew on our boy, uh, Jake Chris. I'm going to the girl fight so that I can see my girl, Mickey Knuckles. Because, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a big Mickey Knuckles
0: fan. Breaking news,
1: he's a big Mickey Knuckles fan. Exactly. And then... That same night, I'm going to the uh, Deathmatch tournament, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to see all kinds of blood and guts, and g was going to be there, and Sack's going to be there, and, uh, and uh, Jimmy Lloyd is going to be there, and Alex Colon is going to be there, and Akira is going to be there, and man it, it's, it's it's gonna be violent it's gonna be bloody it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely awesome and every night we're gonna go hang out with the wrestlers at the after parties and you never know what Nightmare Jones is gonna get into you never know
0: you really don't now I gotta ask um okay now we've seen it since we started watching wrestling Mm -hmm. which encompasses a long time you know the warning about don't try this at home so here we go i gotta admit i tried it at home for years with my friends backyard wrestling
1: and what about you did you Oh, absolutely. We, we we used to do uh, all kinds of uh, wrestling, but we had rules where, you know, no no power drivers, no power bombs, you know, nothing that was going to, you know, injure your, your uh, opponent. I, I remember, <laughs> I was me and a bunch of my, my, my friends were wrestling, and one of my friends gets, gets another one of my friends in the uh, sharpshooter, right? And he he's only going to let go if I break it up. But at this time, oh, no. Bob Backlund had came back and he retired. So I look at my friend and I said, I'm Bob Backlund. I'm really retired. Really and I sat down and my friend was, I kid you not, was legit, was in this sharpshooter <laughs> like five minutes. <laughs> 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 He's, he's, I, he's yelling and screaming, and then his arms fell in, and I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm Bob Backlund.
0: I, right. Okay. I got a couple fun stories. I mean, they're, they're rough. I don't exactly like to relive them, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay. So one happened... To me, and one I caused. Okay, okay, so we'll do the one that happened to me first. It was 2006. It was the night of ECD One Night Stand, uh, 2006, and we were outside of my friend's backyard, and one of my friends put me in a power driver and dry drive my head and it knocked the wind out of me so bad I was kind of gasping for air. Uh-huh. And years later, this might be 2010, 2012, I don't even remember the year at this point. It um, It is on YouTube. Um, we The name of our wrestling league was the GWS, the Game Wrestling Society. And what happened was, I put them in a, I was I was trying to kind of do like the AA, you know, the FU, the anti-adjustment, whatnot. And I didn't get him over all the way. So instead of him going over like a big fireman's carry, he kind of just went and he went down. And I was just like, oh shit. I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm okay. And let me tell you something. If I'm the first one to die out of my group of friends, they'll probably get the chance to say that story at my funeral, <laughs> and because yeah. they know how much it bugs me, I love them all to death. They're my they're my brothers, brothers for life. But I felt so bad about this. <laughs> but we did this for years, man. We we wrestled all through middle school. We had these shows. You know, school lets out. We go over to my friend's house. I mean. And, you know, even in high school, we would we first we did a trampoline, but then we we put mattresses together, actually made a a ring out of it. We had titles, um, we had belts, you know, we recorded these. I mean, and it was a blast. You know, it was a great way for us all to stick together, too. You know, and excuse me. We always say that we're going to have one more reunion show. We've been saying that for years. I mean, so who knows if it's going to happen, but I, I would enjoy it. I definitely would enjoy it if it happened. Um, and I know some of them, some of the guys would enjoy it too, but what happens happens. But, you know, Joe, we have, you know, you know this, we all would have fun doing that stuff. You know, it's, it's like what a kid says, don't touch this. Well, we'll touch that, you know, it's just that mindset. You see something cool on TV. You want to emulate that. And it was pro wrestling. We love wrestling. So it it was just what it was. And right. aside from dropping my friend on his head once, I don't regret it. Uh, I don't regret backyard wrestling.
1: <laughs> see, now, when, when, when I look at you, Jeremy, you seem to be the, uh, uh, to me, would it be the superhuman type, the uh, the guy that was jumping off of, Of trampolines and stuff going through light bulbs. and I was, I'm like,
0: okay, so my name be, my name was the shorty and we would have, and I was kind of a high flyer type guy, but my finisher was a leg drop type thing. And no, it was, it was fun. And, you know, I guess I'm, to this day, I'm forever sorry for dropping my friend on his head like that, but uh, other than that, we have so many um, memories. And speaking of making so many memories, I believe it's time we make we both make another memory tonight. Because, like we said before the commercial break, it is our first time interviewing Charlie Cruel. I am ready, and I know you are
1: absolutely let me go ahead and introduce charlie go this lady charlie has been wrestling since 2018 she is the reigning emerge wrestling and awr women's champion she's completed in multiple promotions such as emerge Pangilin Pro Wrestling, Zero, Zelo Pro Wrestling, and Girl Fight. She's competed against some of the wrestlers like Savannah Stone, Billy Starks, Thunder Killy, Haley Shadows, that's just to, to name a few. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our honor to bring on the one and only Charlie Cool. Hey!
0: Hey Charlie, how you doing? Good. You're doing all right. How are you? I'm good.
2: Can you
0: hear me okay? Um, uh, not too, believe Not not too much actually. Yeah. I'll be right back. Let me get some headphones. Uh, way be. Pos can work on that or something. Yeah, you're a little little soft on the value. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. It all gets taken care of.
4: Does this sound so like sound better or? Yeah,
1: that's that's a lot better. That's a lot better. Okay. Uh, but welcome yes, to the podcast. Yes, that
0: sounds so much better.
1: How have you been?
4: I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Doing
1: good. We are really, really, really. really Really excited to, to talk to you about, you know, your professional wrestling career and this event coming up where you get to wrestle one of my favorite wrestlers, and that is the one and only Mickey Knuckles. How excited are you to wrestle Mickey Knuckles?
4: Well, this is uh definitely my third time wrestling career, I think. Um... Well, fourth time, including, like, when I was, a, like, not even a year in, I wrestled her in a triple threat, but I'm talking about, like, one-on-one matches here. Um, She's, like, my wrestling mom, in a way, mm-hmm. um, so wrestling her, just, like, it means so much to me, because every single time I get in there, I learn something new, you know, and it's always a brawl, so this is going to be huge for the both of us, and I know it's going to be definitely really huge for me. Yes. Um, she just means a lot to me, as a person, as a mother in the business, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be a great match, and uh, I can't wait to actually be be there and see this this match happen. Now, you've you wrestled quite a few wrestlers, such as, you know, Mickey, uh, Billy Starks uh, and uh, a Thunder Kitty. What was it like wrestling Thunder Kitty?
4: So it's been a while since I've wrestled Thunder Kitty, but the last time I remember wrestling her, um, it's always really fun and easy. Um she's a very character based like I am so when we wrestle we don't even have to do a lot to really get the crowd involved and get the crowd to enjoy it so wrestling her it's just it me it's it's really fun i like it
1: Yeah Yeah uh i think the only time i saw her wrestle was on a uh, Smackdown if i'm not mistaken she wrestled on the SmackDown, so yeah, Thunder Kitty's a name that's been around for a while now, so yeah, abs, 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 absolutely, uh, so my question is, what can the fans expect out of this match coming up in West Virginia on, uh, next month?
4: Definitely, uh, a brawl, um, we're gonna be way different than the other matches you're gonna be seeing on the card, mm. um. Because last time me and Mickey had a match at AWR, actually when I won the women's title, I won the women's title going against her. Uh, at the time, was a vacant title, uh, so I beat her to become the first woman's champion. And um, it's just gonna be like a huge brawl. You know, we're definitely going to fight each other. <laughs> I'm trying. Sorry, I'm like I'm so zoned out because I like I'm getting off work and I'm so tired.
2: Mm. But
4: I'm glad I can be on here with you guys though. But it's a pleasure having wrestling- you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> with wrestling, her, just, I mean, it's something new all the time. I, like I said before, I always learn something new. The fans of West Virginians are going to be enjoying it completely. Um, yeah, but it's going to be a brawl, it's not going to be a normal match. It's a street fight. So anything's going to go, and uh, hopefully, it's for the title. <laughs> maybe I can be Charlie Three Belts
1: <laughs> that'd be awesome that that would, would, would be absolutely awesome my last question became, before I throw it to uh, Jeremy is can you explain to us what exactly is Escape from VHS Hell so I think it was maybe created
4: two years ago I used to have this, um, well, Masuku is my mask, my best friend. Uh, It's in it, of course. Um, It's one of the main characters in the, in the book, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's basically, because I'm a huge, like horror movie fan
2: Mm -hmm. And
4: what it is, is that it's basically myself as Charlie going into all these different worlds of horror movies, like I was in uh, Michael Myers, I was in Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger, you know, all these, but like they're, for copyright reasons, they were named differently, of course, but... Um, you know who they're talking about when they're explaining it to them, but it's basically me being the hero going against these villains that are the, uh, horror movie guys. Like, like I said, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees,
1: whoever, whoever.
4: And I mean, I read, I read it all and stuff. It's really good.
1: And it was, was, if I'm not mistaken, one of the, uh. The members of the Rest of Talk podcast family, John Cosper, is the guy that made that movie. (laughs) Shout out to John Cosper. All right, Jeremy, the floor is yours. I know you've been chomping at the bit to ask Charlie questions, so there you go.
0: Awesome. So,
1: you're talking about becoming Charlie
0: 3 Belt. I mean, I got to ask, how do you manage just being Charlie 2 Belt? Because you are the already the Emerge Wrestling and the AWR Women's Champion. I mean, how do you manage holding two different Women's Championship belts and two different promotions? I mean, it's kick-ass, yeah. I'll tell you that much.
4: <laughs> My bag is very heavy, um, just with those two. So adding a third is going to be extremely heavy. Uh, maybe I shouldn't get carried away cause Mickey would be like beat me up or whatever, but I would like to become Charlie three belts. I mean, maybe we can do something with this. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Like, um, I don't know how to answer that. So like, it just means a lot to me really to be a champion at two promotions that I love and I look up to. Both in my home state of Indiana, of course. Um, With those two titles, I can bring in any challenger anywhere around the world to fight me for it. Because, you know, no matter what, like, I'm going to retain. I'm going to continue being uh, the Emerge and the AWR Women's Champion. I've been the AWR Women's Champion, like, since since October, I think. So... I've been a champion for them for a while. Of course with Emerge I just won it Saturday. Um I've never even like for the longest time I'd never even uh been a champion. I think I was a champion one other time and that was for Grindhouse Pro Wrestling. Okay. Uh my, my home uh my home promotion. And other than that I'd never been a champion for anything else. Uh Besides, of course, the Emerge and the AWR Women's Champion. Um, So holding them both at the same time, that's pretty insane. (laughs) If anybody would want to challenge me for both titles, that would be pretty cool, honestly. Um, But no, like it's just like, I feel like Becky Lynch with both of those titles. I feel so strong. No, No. um, (laughs) I will always find every single way to defend those titles. They're like, kind of like my children now to me you know like I gotta I gotta protect them and being the champion for both of those promotions it's like I'm the leader of their women's locker room I'm the leader of their women's division I gotta set the example and you know being champion to some people It's like, oh, you have a title, you know, it doesn't mean much to some people, but to me it means the ultimate world because when I was younger, yeah, it's not like the Raw women's title or the SmackDown women's title or anything like that, but it's a, they're titles, that's a start and there's titles that will go in my resume. And of course they're titles that mean the absolute world to me. I'm of course the current and also the first ever AWR women's champion and the Emerge Women's title has been held by uh, somebody I love, like Lainey Luck. I love Lainey Luck so much. Um, And she's also held the title before, of course, along with uh, Haley Shadows. I think Kelly Klein has once uh, held the Emerge Women's championship as well. So, I mean, to follow in those footsteps, it means a lot
0: to me. You know, I was just thinking, you know, maybe decide to become a three-belt champion. Just hire someone to carry some of those belts around for you to help you out. Because <laughs> you don't do want it, do it, it to. Yeah, see, there you go. You don't want it to wear down on the waist or the shoulder. So, you know, make him make him do a little bit of the work. <laughs> um. Right. So, another thing I want to ask. You know, your style when it comes to wrestling. I mean, you had some great guidance with becoming a professional wrestler. You know, you were trained under two tough Tony, Rudy switchblade and Aaron Lamata. not just from a technical standpoint, but from a personality and charismatic standpoint, how important, how influential were they in you as a wrestler today?
4: Oh my. Um, well i can say i spent most of my time with uh raul we named we called him cheese um aaron lamada rudy switch uh i'm sorry rudy raul lamada of course um he's somebody i think i spent more time with in the ring uh rudy i started out with aaron came in and took over training a lot and i think i trained more with him than anything and i think they taught me to really believe in myself and really bring out uh the person that I wanted to be when I was younger and they taught me a lot of lessons um like when I started out uh I was following the wrong guidelines and I wasn't uh listening very well I was listening to everybody else but them and I was um kind of like in a hole for a bit um they taught me to you know always listen and always learn and take everything for granted and You know, that's something uh, that will always mean a lot to me from both of them. You know, those trainers uh, took me in for a long time. Um, You know, people have apparently have told them, like, Charlie shouldn't be trained. She's untrainable. You shouldn't give her a chance. Um, She's not going to be anybody. She's just a waste of time. You know, just a lot of um, stuff. And they didn't listen. They believed in me. They pushed me. They pushed me to be great for a long time. Like nobody besides Raul actually wanted me to hold the Grindhouse women's title. He was the only one that uh, wanted me to hold the title and wanted me to be the champion there because I was the first Grindhouse female student, not just that, but because I did fight long and hard for them to get a women's title and... Some people didn't want me to have it. Some people didn't want to believe in me. Some people didn't want to push me and they thought it was a waste of time and a waste of space. And it was a really tough first year and they didn't give up on me. They really pushed me uh, too tough, pushed me, you know, they're all great guys. So,
0: Well, I'm really proud of you for most importantly, not giving up, you know, we've, I mean, I've, Experienced that a lot in my life where a lot of people doubted what I could do. So, you know, we pushed forward. So I not just respect the fact that you kept pushing forward, but the fact that you, I mean, look at you. You're a two-time champ. Even if you were a one-time champ, that's still amazing. But the fact that you're a two-time champion, a dual champion at once, I mean, you're basically giving a double middle finger to all the doubters and yep. it it's the ultimate sign it's not it's not a sign of disrespect it's a sign of hey i made it and you didn't think i could but i did you know and to me i think if anything it serves as an inspiration to those who not just who want to get into the wrestling business but just who want to achieve some type of dream you know and so, yeah, I admire the hell out of you for that. So definitely thank you in that regard. Um, so my next question I have for you, this one is for those who aren't too familiar with you as a wrestler. You know, you have this personality from where you're a fun and playful wrestler, but explain what turns you into that Aggressive, insane enigma. Explain the voice.
4: Um, so Masuku is my friend. He's the. I don't have him with me at the moment, unfortunately. Um, he's in my gear bag, so <laughs> he, oh, he hangs that's out. That's his home. That's <laughs> his home. He hangs out in my gear bag um, and keeps it safe. So right now, I don't have my gear bag with me because it's in my boyfriend's car, and he went to the gym and I'm here, you know, having an interview, so you know, I can't can't go grab him at the moment, unfortunately, but he is the mask that is the voice behind Charlie Cruel overall. She, I mean, they started off, like, being a mask I just wanted to wear to the ring as something cool to being a part of me, and so when Charlie wants to be playful, she wants to be fun, and she wants to talk like this, and she wants to be everyone's friend, and She wants to, like, play patty cake with everyone and play hide-and-seek and and tag, whatever it is that she wants to do at the moment. Um, Masuku is the one that's like, hey, Charlie, playtime's over. You gotta get, like, they disrespected you. You disrespect them back. And he's the voice that turns Charlie's um, happy, playful self to angry and aggressive little, you know, gremlin or whatever. (laughs) Like... You know, she's just, like, it's, the, it's like, the darker voice in Charlie that tells her, that tells her like, you need to stop playing. It's playtime's done. And it really will happen, like, I'm starting to get him to be where he, like, forces himself, like, onto my face. So, like, I get, like, okay, like, I can't play anymore. This is serious. I have to win. I have to win for him. I have to win for myself. You know, and just, it's it took years to create (laughs) to create him and create uh this persona i've created of myself uh i've started actually writing down stuff when i was younger when i wanted to become a wrestler i was in school and um i remember they asked what i wanted to be when i would get older you know how in high school they always say what do you want to be when you graduate and all of this. And I always, I always said professional wrestler, professional wrestler. Like I always wanted to be a wrestler and I would write down like what I want to be like and who I wanted to right. be like. Uh, I never had the name Charlie cruel of course, until, um, until like 2017, I think the name was given to me. But before then, like I created who I was as a character and who I wanted to be. Um, and I would present it to the class and they're just looking at me like, uh okay, like multiple personality disorder. All right. Um <laughs> uh, You know, and just... Yeah, so Masuku's the dark voice. And I think that I kind of started creating him when I was younger, but I didn't okay. name him Masuku. I actually have created him, named him Masuku off of uh, the Japanese word for mask, which is Masuku. But I feel like people uh, would butcher that name so bad. So I just said masuku and people still uh, butcher it here and there but it's not as bad as masuka so it's masuku <laughs> but i try to help uh, ring announcers um because i always say that i'm accompanied to the ring by masuku so i always i'm back there like telling them like okay it's masuku masuku like you know so they don't really butcher it sometimes they do and i don't get mad because it's like it's a word you know whatever people get it but yeah mm-hmm. so. I'm glad he could be, like, in my corner because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel, like, more confident when he's there. It's weird, but it it just does.
0: It makes sense. Um, you know, as much fun as I'm having, and believe me, I am, I can see uh, my buddy Nightmare Jones over there waiting to get back in on this thing. So I'm going to pass it over to him because I know he's got plenty he wants to ask you. So Joe, go for it, buddy
1: i do so you've been watching wrestling for many many years uh how do you feel that women's wrestling has changed throughout the years
4: oh my gosh so um i started watching during the diva era of course um the diva era was the quote-unquote like bathroom break Mm -hmm. like we used to call them um like when I was younger, that was those were the mountain like the matches, the moments, the segments, all of that. That's what I looked forward to was the women. Of course. Um like even when I would watch it with my stepdad and my brothers, when the women came on, like a lot of times they wouldn't even pay attention. But I would I would be the one that would like be sitting there like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. They can do all that. Like I wanna be that one day. I think I remember my first ever women's match uh, I've ever seen. I can't remember who was was, but I know Layla was in it, but I can't remember exactly who she was against, but she was definitely in the match. Um, I just can't remember exactly who she was wrestling or what was going on. I just know she was in the match. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Going on in the business, people would look at me and even like in school, like when I wanted to be a wrestler, when everybody was taking their like, what do you want to be when you get out of high school? Seriously, I was the like, I want to be a professional wrestler out of all of them. You know, they're over there wanting to be a doctor, a veterinarian, um, you know, scientist, whatever they wanted to be like. And I was I was the professional wrestler and they didn't believe in me. Um, They thought it was a joke. You know, they thought it was going to like pass.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so like they also looked at me like oh you're just so weak you know you're like a girl you know and I'm you know that's actually something that was told to me uh my d- uh dad my biological dad actually once told me like well you're gonna get your ass kicked one day and you're never gonna come back into wrestling you're gonna leave and I've got my ass kicked three years in a row and I'm still here ask me <sighs> she's kicked my ass she's gonna do it again you know and I'm still here I'm still standing Still two-time champ or double champ, whatever, dose, like, you know, and seeing women wrestling now, I mean, I don't even know how to talk about it because it's just, it's like, it's something I've always wanted for women. Mm -hmm. Um, Women's Royal Rumble, you know, the women's title on Raw and on SmackDown and the women's tag titles. Like, I've been wanting women's tag titles for, like, ever, you know? Yeah. Ever since, like, AJ Lee and Caitlin were the uh, Chick Busters in wrestling. I wanted them to be tag team champions, but they didn't have the women's tag team titles then. Um, but literally... Seeing it now, it just has evolved so much, and I'm just so forever grateful to be in this business that we all love and we all fight for. We we put our blood, sweat, and tears into all of this, and you know, women have evolved so much, and to where like people are popping and loving the women. They're like ready for the women's matches, mm-hmm. and that's not because they're ready to see tits and ass it's because they're ready to see good wrestling and they're ready to see something that they can get behind and that's me as a character is somebody that people can just relate to get behind love to watch whether you want to boo her or hate her you know she's somebody there and i don't know the women's pay-per-view on uh wwe i remember watching that 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 made me very happy made me smile
1: (laughs) yeah I, I remember going to an uh, Extreme Rules pay-per-view, and it was Bailey against Alexa Bliss, which Alexa Bliss is one of my favorite wrestlers. And one of the reasons why is because I don't see very many wrestlers that are shorter than I am, and she's only like five feet tall, but Alexa Bliss just kicks ass. I love Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I do like
4: Alexa. Alexa.
1: I do, yeah. I, I, absolutely. So... Somebody yes. that, that's never gone to a Girl Fight show, what can I expect out of this Girl Fight show?
4: A lot of ass-kicking. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> mean, good good wrestling. All these women that are going to be on the show, they're all good. They all get need to get the opportunity to get in there and just show what they can do. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to watch the wrestling and the matches and just to see what goes on, you know. And nice. just, I'm super excited for it. So if you've never been to a Girl Fight show, I mean, it's not like every other uh, all-women show. This has uh, been around for a long time. Uh, Pondo really puts his blood, sweat, and tears into the girls and all-girls fight. And, you know, it's going to be a really good show. And I'm super excited for it.
1: Speaking of Pondo, what is it actually like working with Pondo? Because I know everybody that 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 I've talked to has said Pondo is absolutely amazing.
4: He is. I call him Mad Dad. I uh, think <laughs> every, every week, literally every like, literally just yesterday, um, me and my boyfriend go out to eat with him. Like every single week, we usually it's a Chinese. Buffet because that's our favorite place, and they know mm. us. Like when we walk in, they know exactly what we want. Um, you know, drink wise, and how many we're gonna have, and what table. Like they just they know. And yesterday though, we went to a place called Ass. Literally, it's called Ass. Um, it's called American S- Smokehouse Stadium, so everybody calls it Ass. So when we wow. and Kondo talk about it. We always say like you want to go eat ass, and that's what I'm <laughs> so he's a funny guy. He oh my
0: god!
4: He's one of those people that push me to my limits, and <laughs> I mean he's, I'm like his daughter. He's like my dad, and he's somebody that took a chance on me when nobody else would. You know, mm-hmm. um, him and Mickey both, along with uh, another You're female sure. wrestler named Ronnie and Nicole. A lot of them, like in the business, has really Um, put their effort into me and believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself because like my first year, a lot of people didn't want me around. I felt like I wasn't welcomed in a lot of places and they were, they always welcomed me with open arms and, you know, Pondo's a great guy and he really puts his hard work into every single thing he does. So girl fight is a huge success and I'm super happy for him.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's Man. actually.
4: Um, sorry, I don't mean to cut no. you off, but I found this Man. funny story. Uh-oh. So we, um, me, Akira, my boyfriend, Duke the Nuke, and Lucy the Ref, and also Pondo, uh, were coming back from a show in Tennessee, and we stopped by uh, the cookout, and which is uh mine and Pondo's favorite place to go eat when we go travel, especially places that uh like Tennessee that has a cookout. We always go to the cookout. And I was in my, like, at the time, I used to do the black daggers. Like, it says, it has in the picture right there. I used to, I don't mm. do that anymore, but I used to have the black daggers. Um, so I had that still on me with my makeup smeared, um, like, in my Charlie Cruel face or whatever. And I saw, I got my food, and I saw two white cars. I knew one was Pondo's and the other one was somebody else's and I was like eeny meeny miny I guess that one and I went to the wrong car and I was like Pondo Pondo open up Pondo and like there's these two old couple in the front <laughs> seat looking at me like okay
2: <laughs> uh,
4: and I actually like kicked the door a little bit cause like usually he likes to fuck with me so like I mean these people are looking at me like who the fuck <laughs> Right, like, Pondo. <laughs> he won't. He won't get over it to this day.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that is absolutely uh, awesome. Those people are probably still talking about that. They're probably, you remember that crazy woman? <laughs> yeah. <that's not> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is absolutely awesome. Oh, Jimmy, do you have any more questions, sir? Well. I have one more, but before I
0: do, I once again am going to mention to the audience about the event that we were, ta- we're talking about with Carly, as well as what we talked about earlier tonight with Kayla. That's Girl Fight Wrestling. It's the middle night of a three-day event. This will take place Saturday, June 12th at 1 p.m. at Skateland at 421 Campbell's Creek Drive in Campbell's Creek, West Virginia. I mean, Hardcore Hoss is going to be there, and Nightmare Jones is going to be there attending, and I know they're going to be just... They're going to show up on the next show, decked out in gear, probably still hungover from the after-partying they're going to be doing, because they're going to all three <laughs> shows. So I'm excited for that, for at least for their sake. Um, so... Charlie, I got one last question I want to ask you, and then I'll see if my good buddy Joe has anything before we head into tonight's game show challenge. So, you know, we talk about, especially when you were talking with Joe, about the evolution of women's wrestling, how it went from, you know, just those quick little matches, some of them barely went over two minutes, to this this big spectacle to where we've had the Women's Evolution pay-per-view and to where they've main-evented Wrestlemania, you know, where they've really brought prominence back on women's wrestling. Um, so I think what I have to ask, out of the major promotions, that being Impact, WWE, and AEW, and then New Japan Pro Wrestling, is there any... One female wrestler that you would love to take on.
2: Um, that's a hard
4: question because I can't choose just one. Um, because I have a lot. <laughs> um, okay, we'll
0: do three. I'll move it up to three. If you have a top three.
4: Okay, I can do. I can do with that. Um.
0: Okay, we'll do top three.
4: Mia <laughs> Yim. It's not in order, by the way. Um. That's fine. Mia Yim, because ever since I met Mia and got uh, did one of her first and, I think, only seminars she's ever done, uh, I've always wanted to work with her um, and wrestle her and all that. So, Mia Yim is one. Uh, I've always wanted to have a one-on-one with Kimberly and Diana Perrazzo.
0: Okay. There. Whew, that is quite the uh, trio right there, so I mean, awesome. And, you know, like I said, I mean, you've called out basically anybody who wants to challenge you for those titles. I, th- I think if Mia Yim just came up to you one day saying I want to take you on for those two titles, I don't think you'd be one to back down.
4: <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't back down at all. I'd, I'd be all
2: for it. <laughs>
0: That'd be one hell of a match. Well, Charlie, it has been an absolute pleasure. No, do you have any questions you want to add, or should we go on to our main event for the evening?
1: I have one final question, and then we can go on to the uh, Rest of talk Podcast game show challenge. Um, I know that Mickey Knuckles has been involved in deathmatch wrestling, and pondo has been involved in deathmatch wrestling. Are we ever going to see Charlie Cool in a deathmatch?
4: I have actually done a death match um, once. Ooh. I did a death match against Aiden Blackheart. Um, it was at AWR. You can find it on YouTube if you're ever curious. It's uh, it's openly on YouTube, also okay. on IWTV. Um, but maybe another one down the road. Maybe if the cards are right. Yes.
1: Nice. Nice. I'm definitely going to have to look that match up because I love Deathmatch Wrestling, so I'm going to have to look That's it up.
0: That's awesome.
1: All right, <laughs> oh, hey, Jeremy. All right. The floor is yours.
0: Ah, oh, man. Ever since we've done streaming, y'all, I've been the one competing. So it feels nice to be the one finally hosting. All right. Artco right, Hask, be ready. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. For the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Come on,
2: oh, Come on, Hoss
0: Don't down. <laughs> Play the music. Oh, there it Oh man, I love it. Okay, welcome to this week's installment of the world famous and internationally renowned Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Now, tonight's contest is for the best two out of three falls contestants this evening our one only Charlie Bull and the OG of WTP Nightmare Jones. Okay. So, tonight's category is titled Women's Wrestling Champions. In honor of that we have had champions and badass female wrestlers on this show tonight. I will give background information about three professional wrestlers who have held women's championships in major wrestling promotions. The first person to get two balls out of three We'll win tonight's game show challenge. So, I must ask, Joe, are you ready? Yes.
4: I won last time.
0: He's
4: ready. Do remember. Charlie, oh. are you ready? I won last time. I'll, I'll do two. I'll do, win twice.
0: Oh, no. I was going to oh, say, no. She got a double game show challenge together, too. All funny. righty. One. This, this professional wrestler is a 2016 Impact Wrestling Hall Famer. She won the WWE Women's Championship in her first match with the promotion. In addition oh. to being the first Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship, oh. he held that Championship on a record seven occasions. This wrestler is also married to professional chef Robert Irvine.
1: Oh, Name I her. Oh. Uh,
4: <sighs> you said that she was a Hall of Fame
1: 2016.
0: Yep, she was a 2016 Impact Wrestling Hall of Famer. Okay. She won won the WWE Women's Championship in her first match of promotion. And she oh. won the Impact Women's, or the Impact Knockouts Championship seven times, which is a record.
1: Who is it? I know the answer. It's ready to set <laughs> my tongue.
4: Okay, I'm going to... S- s- Gail Kim? Yep,
1: yeah, Gail
0: Kim oh. is correct! Oh. <laughs> I, knew I knew it! I knew it! There you go! Joe is hurting himself right now because he knows that he was right there. It was right
1: there. Oh.
0: Oh, man. All right. Here we go. Question number two. This late professional wrestler was the longest reigning WWF WWE Women's Champion. From 1956 to 1999, she held the championship on five occasions, only Trish Stratus held the champion W.F. Championship, Women's Championship, on more occasions than her. A W.W.F. Hall of Famer in 1995, she was often seen on screen in the W.F. with the late May Young. The fabulous Mula. Oh, oh! was is cool correct, but who put it? Um, You know, I think Charlie got that one. She did. She did. She did. Charlie, you yeah. are the yeah, winner yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Game Show Challenge. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All I do is win. win, win, win.
2: And
0: they say down, and they Congratulations not- you are now two 0 in the
1: game show challenge <laughs> exactly now she's not only Charlie 2 Belts, but she's Charlie 2 Western 5 champion <laughs> son of a gun
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah and you know what the thing of it is
0: Both were right on the tip of your tongue, Joe. So, I mean, you gave it a good effort, buddy. You really did. But, you know, you don't become a double champion by a fluke. That's That's the thing. So, our mad props to her. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for playing. But before we let you go, because it's been so fantastic having you on... Why don't you tell our lovely audience where they could find you on social media where I can touch base and whatnot?
4: You can find me under at Charlie Cruel on everything. Um yes, yeah, Charlie Cruel with a K on everything. And on YouTube, you can find my matches under Charlie Cruel Wrestling.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, but I got to say, I hope you can't, you know, I know Joe is a big Mickey Knuckles fan, but I'm pulling for you in this one. <laughs> so, you you bring the pain on June 12th, okay? I definitely will.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am looking forward to it. All definitely right. Taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the show. Uh... Just, just thank you, and hopefully we can get you back on one again, and I'll see you next month. Absolutely. Thank you. No problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Charlie Have cool. A wonderful
0: evening, Charlie. You well. Yep. Thank oh, you so much goodness. for being on the show.
1: What a great show.
0: Great, great show. Absolutely Charlie great show. Charlie cool, ladies and gentlemen, on the Russell Podcast. that was... Awesome. I mean we had two amazing guests tonight and Kayla Kathy and Charlie Cruel. We had a and shout. We had our world renowned game show challenge. All all, it was another kick-ass show. And one more time, I must say I must promote our event that we've been talking about much tonight. That'll be Saturday twelfth at one PM. Campbell, West Virginia. It'll be called. It's called Girls Fight. I mean, these are going to be some of the roughest, toughest, most badass people wrestlers inside the planet. Yes. I know Joe's looking forward to it. No, know Haas is looking forward to it. Hundreds of people that are going to be attending are looking forward to it. It's and it's just the thing. Of it is like we said. It is not a, just a one-off event. This is a three-show conglomerate. This is just the second show of three days of ass-kicking professional wrestling.
2: Yeah.
0: And we have talked in in the past few weeks about it, but we're going to be talking about something more in my territory out here in the good old STL about Dynamo Pro. And I'm excited for that. Can't spoil too much. You're just going to have to tune in next week, folks, because we got a lot to talk about next week. It's just Absolutely. been a pleasure this week, and once again, I'm also going to talk about our lovely sponsors who have played such an integral putting us. Streamyard, ladies and gentlemen, that is everything. Combat Cade Esports, Bar, KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions. And the, of course WWC. Now, Joe, before we uh, say good night, well, do you have anything you'd like to close us out with? Just uh, thank Finally everybody close for out coming with.
1: On. Just thank everybody for coming uh, for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting us. Your support means everything. Without you, we wouldn't be here. Thank you, the Maestro, thank you, Hardcore Haas. Both of you all are absolutely amazing. Renee, uh Great, dude. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, can't wait to to get you back on here again. And uh, uh, Drake Lee, you know, as much as we all love Drake Lee, uh, you know, we couldn't have the podcast without Drake Lee either. So thank all you all for all your hard work. So that's about it. Until next time. Yep. Yep, this this is the Maestro signing
0: off. Peace and love, everybody. And remember. Life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading. God bless, everybody. Peace.